friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger and today with me I have Erin Alexander who is going to talk to us about Shopify and your own website and she has a business called Product Powerhouse and a podcast with the same name. So I am excited to have this conversation with her and hear a little bit more. Welcome Erin. Thank you Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So can you kind of talk to people beyond what I just said about what you do and what you teach and who you talk to? Yeah. So I run a web design agency for Shopify stores called Product Powerhouse. <laughs> and I also teach edu- like things about using Shopify to build, grow, and scale your online business. And, you know, teaching people how to design a Shopify store, what apps they need to connect, how things work together. And a big thing that I get asked a lot is about like using Etsy and Shopify. Actually, what people say, should I have Etsy or should I have Shopify? And I'm like, you should have both. (laughs) Like they're not against each other. They work together. So that's what I do. I help a lot of handmade businesses, small business owners, moms who are just getting started who want to have a business and they're just getting taking those first steps. So those are the type of people that I work with. Okay. So when you say people should really have both instead of just one or the other, can you talk to people about why that is beneficial to them or why you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. So Etsy is a sales platform where, you know, you guys know about Etsy. We would talk about Etsy all the time, right? So it's a sales platform where you know, they already have their own audience and you can show up in front of people who love Etsy. And that puts you, you know, in front of people who already are looking for what you offer. Your Shopify store, your own business is like a blank slate. It's just getting started. And, you know, it doesn't automatically show up in front of people like if you put up an Etsy listing. I know it's more complicated than that on Etsy. You know, it's not magic. It doesn't just appear, but... (laughs) Otherwise, we wouldn't have this podcast. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) You have more control on Shopify. You own it. I might obviously don't own Shopify, but you own the content you put on there. You are in control of what shows up, how things show up. If you want to offer shipping for $50 or two cents, it's up to you. You know, like you get to make those decisions, which I think gives people a little bit more power over their business than sometimes they feel like they have with Etsy. And, you know, I believe that they really work together because they are both sales channels and you can use them to like find people who need you and who want what you have where they're at, which I'm stumbling over my words, but like there's just so many ways to show up in a business, but you can have, you know, different ways where people find you. In having a Shopify store means you have a little bit more control. So you can do a little bit more, you can do a little bit of different things than you can do on Etsy. You have more power in your own store, but you don't have that audience. So there's a give and take with both platforms. (laughs) Yeah. So that was going to be kind of the next thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, so a lot of people, (laughs) I see this in Etsy Facebook groups a lot 
where people will say, I'm so tired of paying Etsy fees. I'm going to start my own website. And to me, I'm like, having run many websites over the last like 10 plus years in business from like blogs to, you know, what I do now, that is a major oversimplification. Like I don't want to pay Etsy fees anymore. So I'm going to start my own website and that's just going to like magically unfold. You know, maybe if you started a website in the year 2000, that would have worked okay. (laughs) Yeah. So first off, I want you to talk a little bit about the costs associated with Shopify, because I think that there is also, I don't know if I would say a misconception or just a lack of research sometimes for people who say like, you know, I don't want to pay Etsy fees. I'm going to start a Shopify store where there are also fees, which is not to say anything. I would like for people listening to know that I have both an Etsy shop and a Shopify website. This is not a negative on Etsy or Shopify. I think that there is a a misunderstanding sometimes about how these platforms work differently from each other and the costs associated with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I see that all the time too, where they're like, I'm canceling my Etsy store because they charge fees. But with Shopify, you pay upfront. So the nice thing about Etsy is that you don't really pay a fee until you make a sale. You have a listing fee, right? But it's very small. With Shopify, you have to pay for your website to even be up. So the like base price of Shopify is $29 a month. So no matter how many sales you make, you're going to pay $29 a month. Then once you make sales, you still have credit card fees on top of that, which you have on any platform. On Etsy, they do that. And I think they work them into their like transaction percentage so that you're not seeing it individualized. But you're still going to pay you that no matter where now. you go. They, they separate them out oh, you now. Are? So you do see oh, them yeah. like, different ways. Yeah. So, so you're going to have that transaction fee for every sale because that's how credit cards work. And then on Shopify, the other thing, the misconception I see is that people want to have, they want to have all this custom functionality or they want to offer this and they add apps and apps have fees associated with them. And each app has its own fee structure. And honestly, the free apps aren't even most of the time worth your time. Like there's very few free apps that give you everything you need or want. And so, yeah, you can get started for a very low cost, $29 a month plus transaction fees. But as you grow, as you want to offer more things, as you want to customize, you're going to start paying for that. And I, in my opinion, I'm like flabbergasted when people are like shocked that they have to pay for these things. So I'm like, well, what did you expect? Like, it's not free. Like, yeah, maybe if you put up a website in 2001, you could have a free (laughs) website. website. Yeah, but now, I mean, it it does cost. And for good reason, you're going to make money off that. You're going to be profitable. Like those things should be adding to your sales. And if they're not, then you probably shouldn't be using those. But there is a fee. You just pay up front. The other thing people don't consider is that you either have to spend a considerable amount of time, which is fine, like probably 10, 15, 20 hours creating your store or you have to pay someone to do it. And it's not going to be cheap with e-commerce. There's a lot of pages. There's a lot of things to design. And it's absolutely DIYable. I teach people how to DIY it. I think that that's a great option for people. If you don't have time for that, you're going to have to pay someone to do it, which is a part of the investment that people don't think about at all. 
Yeah. And I would argue that it's even more important these days to have a shop that looks professionally designed, whether you're able to pull that off yourself or you pay somebody to do it because the likelihood of somebody buying from your sketchy website that doesn't look very good (laughs) is not going to be very high. Like people are going to, I mean, there's always, you know, I, I feel like with this huge rise of social media ads that we've seen over the last few years, all of us have been, you know, have gotten those like, I mean, there's whole like Instagram accounts dedicated to like what was advertised to me and what I actually got (laughs) and like this junk that's arriving in the mail. So it's even more important to have that confidence from your buyer. And the first way that you're communicating that is by having a well-designed site. Absolutely. And having the right things like, you know, having uh, terms and conditions, having a privacy policy, having a return policy, having telling them what their shipping is going to be up front. There's a lot of things that you have to take in consideration to put up a store. I hate, I hate the, the YouTube videos that are like, create your Shopify store in 30 minutes. And I'm like, it should not take you 30 minutes. It should take you like minimum, maybe two weeks. Like if you are really just buckling down and getting it done, because there's a lot of stuff you have to do. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that that's a big thing. And again, like I want to say, like I'm not discouraging people from having a Shopify site, but you need to understand what you're getting into and what your responsibilities are or what that kind of expectation is for you in that because otherwise it's going to just be a waste of money and you are paying up front for it. So you know, I just did the quick math here on my little notebook. Like you need to have at least for Etsy's 6.5% transaction fee that they now charge, like you need to have at least $446 in sales to equal that $29 a month Shopify thing. Like that would be your break even point on transaction fees, which for a lot of us is not that high. And, you know, and then from there, you're saving that 6.5% transaction fee that Etsy's charging. But for somebody that's not hardly making any sales on Shopify or they don't have, a way to get people to that website, then you're not going to break even, which is not bad. Like I'm not expecting people are breaking even like right out of the gate, but obviously at some point it needs to be financially beneficial to you. Absolutely. I completely agree. And that's something I'm, I'm always also teaching people is like, it's not a field of dreams. Like if you build it, you have to show them. (laughs) They don't just come. And so a lot of times I'll see people say, Oh, but something's wrong with my website because no one goes to it. And I'm like, they don't know it exists. <laughs> right. And on Etsy, you get a little bit of, they have built their audience by, you know, having strict regulations and supporting their customers. And, you know, that's how they've built their audience. And that's how they have this following where people love Etsy. And you don't get that on your own store. You have to create that. But then it gives you some, you know, some better options. You know, you have more freedom. You have you can sell different things. You can charge what you want. You know, there's a lot of different, there's pros and cons, of course, but I would agree that you should be at least breaking even. I don't want to discourage people from creating their own Shopify store either, but I also don't want people to think like that it's not an option. You know, you could absolutely start with your own store. It will be a little bit harder, but it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah, I think... What you said about the field of dreams is honestly pretty true, like across the board these days, even if you are on a platform or not, like you can't just build random things and expect the money to fall into your lap. (laughs) I think that people kind of 
that it's just the, you know, I'm like super analytical. So like the money side of it is what jumps out to me because I know that people, because I do hear this conversation all the time about like, I don't want to pay Etsy fees. So I'm going to do this Shopify thing. And it just is like, to me, it's like, I, I don't even want to have that conversation because like one is not the same as the other. Like there are pros and cons to both platforms, but like I wouldn't leave Etsy because of a 6.5% fee because there's costs involved in this other thing too. If you wanted to have both, I think that that is like really valuable, but there's benefits to both. And what you said, I also think is true, like about Etsy has built this platform with customers that are loyal to Etsy. And so one of the benefits then of Shopify is that you have the opportunity to have a different level of loyalty from your customer. I mean, we all get repeat customers on Etsy and stuff, but somebody that's coming straight to your website, they're on your email list, they are you know, no longer are you being put into a page full of search results with different shops. Now they're just looking at a page full of your products. You're not competing with anybody else. So like, can you talk a little bit about the benefit there of the kind of engagement that you can have with customers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I have to remind people is that they are not the same. So you know, when you're on Etsy, you do show up in this like collection of other people, right? And so when when you get someone on your website, you have to maintain their attention, their attention span. So that's why you know you have you have different things that you would do on your website. Like what? Can I can I push there a little bit yes. and say okay, like, yes. so how do I keep somebody's attention on my website? Okay, so on your website, you can have different content, you can have videos, you know, you can have a longer sales, longer form sales page where it's not all into the description. You can have your reviews on your page, you can show them related products, which I know you can do with Etsy, but you have so much more limitation over the control of it, right? I see a lot of times Etsy, Etsy listings where they try to stuff anything possible inside that Etsy description. So then it's just like long description. And it makes my eyes glaze over, right? Like I don't stop. Sometimes they'll put like star lines in there so that my brain wants to stop, but I don't. But <laughs> when you design your own store, <laughs> you have more control. Like you get to design the page, you get to say what shows up on the page. And, you know, you can provide other options. You can say, you know, these products are similar. You might want to like, you might want to look at those or here are the reviews that go with that. When you get to select those instead of just like, this is what last people said or whatever. There are also things that you want to do differently. Like you don't want to stick all your information in the product description. Like your shipping information does not go in the product description, maybe like a basic, but otherwise you want to send them to a product page or a, a shipping policy or have like maybe a pop-up box or a expandable box. You can offer them opportunities. Like you could do like a bundle sale and you can do a uh, like bulk sale, like buy more, save more, mm -hmm. which I mean, I know that you are capable of doing them on Etsy. Like if you kind of like hack it and make, you know, try this coupon code, do this thing. It's just a lot easier to do those types of things on your own Shopify site, specifically a Shopify store, because they have all that built in. It was designed for e-commerce. Etsy is designed for e-commerce, but in a different way. So I mean, Etsy is like walking into a, a boutique where they have lots of different stuff from different people as opposed to like walking into a store that's just clothing, right? So We're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be so boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all of the bad stuff. 
The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. With only 140 calories per serving, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. The frosted ones are my favorite. They taste like marshmallows, and they're the perfect after-the-kids-go-to-bed snack while catching up on my favorite TV shows without feeling guilty about eating something sugary. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash crickets to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code crickets at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash crickets and use the code crickets to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Right. So there's like a little bit of a different. Right. With the coupons and stuff, actually, that was one of the big things that I was thinking as you were talking, because I've had a couple students ask me recently about setting up like more limited coupons, like buy two, get one free of this certain collection. And Etsy actually doesn't allow you to do that. So there are parameters for how you can set up. It's like if you want to have minimum pricing quantities or minimum actual quantities, like buy two items or whatever, it has to be store wide in your Etsy shop. Like, so you're limited on Mm -hmm. how you can do that. So I think that there's so much more flexibility with your own website on Shopify to have like, you know, Black Friday sales that maybe are only on your highest profit margin items. And one thing I've also seen, I'm in like a group with a bunch of people that have Shopify sites. And, um, one thing that they talk about a lot, which I haven't tried on mine yet, is like upsells for, you know, if you buy this blanket, maybe you want a burp cloth that goes along with it or whatever, but it it automatically kind of pushes them through these different upsells. And if they say no to one, then it offers them a different one and like up and down kind of, which can really dramatically, you know, we talk a lot about average order value. But like, you know, if you go from an average order value of $30 to $50, like that's a huge revenue jump in your business. Yeah, that's something I love to set up. And also setting up ways to make things easier for customers. Like I will set up a little, like the option for them to add, let's say they add gift wrap for $4, right? That can bump up your average order value. And I can set that on the product page. And I don't have to hide it in a variant. I don't have to like hide it in a product. I can ask them right on the product page. Do you want to add gift wrap for $4? Do you want to add custom engraving? Do you want to add this? Do you want, you know, like, do you want to add a gemstone to this ring? So there's ways we can build the average order value right there on the product page that makes it really easy in the customer sales journey where they're not having to look for it. Because I know like, if I wanted to do that in Etsy, I would have to create it as like another option for that listing, or I'd have to say like, click here to add this also, right? And so making it so that it's streamlined on the sales journey is like one of the biggest benefits of using a Shopify store. And I also think that that's a great way to start building your own audience is offering some of those maybe customizations that you can't do on Etsy that are harder on Etsy do them on your store. Um, you know, like if someone messaged you and says, Hey, do you have this blanket in blue instead of gray? You could say, I don't on Etsy, but I do on my shop. You know, like you can customize it on my own store here, you know, try that. So there's, you know, some different ways to build your own audience. And I know that listeners are probably 
thinking because I've had this conversation with people enough times that they're probably thinking like, doesn't that go against the rules of Etsy? And it depends on the situation. So for instance, like I have blankets that I buy that I then monogram. So I'm not making the blanket. So I'm not allowed to sell. I actually emailed Etsy and got this in writing. I am not allowed to sell those blank blankets on Etsy because I didn't make them. But they told me like, I mean, obviously I can sell them online. Like they don't make the rules of what I can sell online. And so it does not break the rules of Etsy for me to say, I don't have them on Etsy because I'm not allowed to sell them on Etsy, but you can go to my website and buy them. And I do have quite a few people actually who just want like a blank quilt. They just want the without the monogram. And so that's another way of funneling people to my own website. And one thing that I do think Aaron and I talked about, about this a little bit ago, but that that one way of having different offerings is to think about the things that would go along with your products and maybe have sort of additional products that you don't necessarily have to make. You know, maybe you have friends who sell something that like I was talking with Aaron earlier about a friend of mine that sells candles. So like I could carry my friend's candles on my Shopify site, whereas I'm not going to add her to my Etsy shop as like a contributor. It gets a little bit sketchy in that way. You know, so it's just a lot more freedom to be able to like, I don't have to make everything. I don't have to worry about breaking somebody else's rules. Like unless I'm breaking, like literally breaking the law, (laughs) I can sell whatever I want on my own website. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think that's another benefit is that there is no listing fee. Like you can have as many listings as you want. So you don't have to really worry about whether something is going to sell, you know, necessarily, you know, where, whereas you might be a little bit hesitant to add a bunch of listings to Etsy because you have to pay every time you add something. So, you know, there might be some more flexibility in like just offerings that you wanted to try out that you feel a little more comfortable doing. But They're so different, even though they seem the same. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it really is like, because I know that both of us from different sides get this question all of the time. And it's hard to even know where to start with people asking questions because so often people think about them as completely different and then also as kind of the same. (laughs) So it's like one or the other, or I'm going to do this one instead of this one or whatever, but they're it's like an ecosystem of sales that can work together for your overall business, whether you know, you're bringing in X percentage from your own website and what that looks like long term, but like having sort of this holistic view of just these different channels of making sales and different audiences that you're in front of. Right. The one thing that I do kind of always say, which I don't mean this negatively. This has happened to Shopify sellers and to Etsy sellers. Like you have to follow their rules regardless of what you sell. So I had a friend who started a Shopify store, but they sold not guns, but gun accessories. And that was against Shopify's terms of service and they got shut down. And I know people who have had Etsy stores shut down because of you know various things. I don't know why. So having both also protects your business to not have all your eggs in one basket, you know, like you're bringing in income from these different sources, which can feel a little overwhelming. But it's also like smart business practice to have different ways you're making money. Yeah, 
just to be clear, you cannot sell illegal things online anywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in spite of the fact that you might get frustrated at Etsy for sending you infringement notices for copyright, it is also illegal for you to do that on your own website. <laughs> yes, it is. You will still get those notices. So, you know, make your own designs or be ready to defend them because that still happens even if you have your own website. Right. So shutting down your Etsy site so that you can make Mickey Mouse t-shirts on Shopify, not a good plan. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Shopify will not let you do that either. Yeah. Okay. So one last question, and this is going to be like, could be a whole nother podcast episode, but you alluded earlier to like, if you build it, they will not come necessarily. And, you know, you might very well open a shop that has little to no traffic. How does somebody get started then getting traffic? That's going to be the biggest piece of having your own site. So how does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I would recommend is really learning about SEO and creating listings that are findable. And SEO is different than Etsy SEO. They are very much similar, like you're going to use some of the same keywords, but they do not follow the same rules. So, you know, learning about SEO and how it works and kind of taking it outside of the Etsy box is what I always say. Like Etsy, the way your listings show up are inside of a box inside of Etsy. So you're going to have to take them outside that box and look at how it works as a whole with the whole internet. And so that's going to be the very first thing. If you're getting started, you want to move, you know, set up your Shopify store, start learning about SEO. I do have a little workbook. I sell it for very cheap, like teaching people how to create listings that are findable. That's going to be your number one thing. And then the second thing is that anytime you can, I would drive traffic to your own platform. So like if someone asks you, how do I find this? Instead of sending them to your Etsy store, I would send them to your Shopify store just so that you can get them on your email list easily. And we talked about how you can now integrate your Etsy with Aweber to gather emails, but it's like an an option. You can kind of like for lack of a better word, smack them in the face with email opt-ins <laughs> on your website. So you have right. you know a little more, like maybe a higher conversion rate, possibly. It just depends on how you do it. But I would say point the traffic towards your website. So you know anytime you're telling someone about your business, you would send them to your direct website instead of your Etsy store. That will help you. And then you know marketing your business is going to work regardless of whether you're pointing them towards Etsy or pointing them towards your business, like just getting your name out there, showing up in other places, collaborating with other people. That's going to help you drive traffic to either one. But personally, I would drive them to my own website. Yeah. And I think that something that I have kind of like made a mental shift a little bit recently with my Shopify site versus my Etsy shop is thinking about, you know, so, okay, on Etsy, I'm paying... 6.5% 6.5% fees, the transaction fees are pretty similar, or the the credit card processing fees are pretty similar on both platforms. But like, okay, so let's say I'm paying 6.5%. If I want to, let's say do a, you know, work with an influencer on Instagram, and I offer them then like a 10% off coupon or something, and I direct them to my Shopify store versus my Etsy shop, then I have a little more wiggle room while still making the same amount of profit because I'm not paying those transaction fees. So, you know, in thinking it all kind of for me goes back to like really knowing your numbers in that way. But then, I mean, obviously... And if you want to get worked up about Etsy fees, well, then this is one way, you know, to just see it as like, 
being able to have a little more wiggle room with your pricing while still making the same profits on your own website. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And regardless of your fees, you know, where you're listing it, you should have those fees baked into the price so that you're covered and it's you're not losing money personally or you're not like working in the negative just because of the fees. You need to, you know, include those in your margins so that you're so that you're profitable. That's a big part of running a business. It's not just, you know, selling the thing, it's profiting from the thing. Right. Yeah. That's when people have told me like, you know, this Etsy fee increase from 5% to 6.5%. And they're like, I I can't do that. And I'm like, if a 1.5% increase in fees makes you not profitable, you weren't really profitable anyway. (laughs) Like that you have a numbers problem. That's not an Etsy problem. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So Erin, if people want to check you out, listen to your podcast, and maybe see about you designing their Shopify site because they don't want to take the time to learn, (laughs) how can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at productpowerhouse.co. That's my website, my blog, the podcast is all there. I have tons and tons of resources like teaching people how to, you know, Increase average orders, send out marketing. What should you be doing? What do you need to have on your website? So it is trustworthy, lots of stuff there. And then the podcast is productpowerhouse.co. You can subscribe to it there. Or if you search any app for listening to podcasts, you'll find us. And then like just hanging out. I'm mostly on Instagram, although I've been taking a break right now. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all your knowledge. Thank you so much, Lauren. It was great talking to you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would love to continue this conversation and connect with you over on Instagram. I am at lauren.keplinger and I am in my DMs and interacting with people all the time. So if you have questions about the episode, follow up, thoughts, comments, whatever, shoot me a DM and I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.